you know the score, you step on, it gives you a number and you immediately tell yourself one of two things. Either, it's not fair, I've been so good, I might as well not have bothered this week, right, that's it, it's a chippy tea and wine for me. Or, yay, brilliant result, I've been so good, I'm so proud, it's a chippy tea and wine for me, I so deserve it. This episode is all about the sad step and how you can stop letting it dictate how you feel, what you do and therefore what results you get. Hi, I'm Sarah Butler. Over 17 years working in the diet industry and over 40 years of my own binge eating and weight struggles taught me that there had to be another way. So I created it. I now live slimmer, happier and eating exactly what I want. And in this podcast, I share the other way with you. The other way to work with your body and your mind rather than against them so that you get to create real and lasting change all from the inside out. Ready for a life less dieted? Let's go. Hey, hey, it's Sarah here. We're having a blast over in my private Facebook group this week. I'm running a free three-day event, which are kind of like taster sessions for my The Other Way program. And I've made sure they're packed full of value for people. And if nothing else, my objective is that it just gives people the gift of possibility Because you see, so many people come to me saying that they've tried everything, every diet under the sun, and they're still stuck and they're still suffering with their eating or weight issues. And the trouble is, well, I call it the the disillusioned dieter's web. It's like a spider's web. And sometimes when you're trapped in a spider's web, you can't see anything other than what's just around you. So when we're stuck sometimes, all we see are the the same old diets that we've done before or new diets, which are just the same old diets in disguise, really. And when we're in the the spider's web, we struggle and we struggle and we try and get out, we try and escape, but we struggle so much that we just give up and stay where we are until the next time we want to try something new. You see, when you're in it, sometimes the only solutions you can see are the things that have kept you stuck there in the first place. So I want people to know that there's another way of of letting go of weight, of finding their happy weight and living there for good without restricting their calories to a bonkers level, without cutting out the foods they love or changing up their social lives dramatically or any of all that other stuff that we usually do when we're dieting and makes us so miserable. So in this three-day event that I'm running, the first day is all about clearing the space. And it it kind of raises a few eyebrows because people say, well, you know, what's this got to do with me losing weight and managing food differently and eating well? But clearing the space really is all about before we can bring in the new and it needs to be something really, really new and different. It's crucial to get rid of the old because when we get rid of the old, we create space and this will increase our energetic flow. It'll make the whole process easier for you and make space in your life for a new way of doing this. So what am I talking about? What am I talking about clearing out? 
Well, it's, it's clearing out all the diet culture clutter and drama, if you like. So as a child, were you ever given messages like, you need to clear your plate, you need to eat everything on your plate, or come on, don't make a fuss, eat everything up, those kind of things? Do you subconsciously have a list of naughty foods, good foods and naughty foods? Have you been taught to stop eating after a certain time? You know, do you secretly fear carbs or sugar or fruit? All these kind of things. You see, if you're like most of my clients, you've probably or maybe have done lots of different diets over the years. And if so, it's no wonder that you might find it hard to stop overeating. You see, so many of us have been taught so many unuseful food rules over the years. And as a result, we've kind of been programmed to ignore our true hunger. We're just living by all these confused messages that we've picked up along the way. And so what do we do? Sometimes we end up under eating because we're not tapping into our true physical hunger. And guess what under eating leads to? Yep, overeating. So there comes a time for something new. And in the first few days of my program, and certainly in the three-day event that I'm holding, I'm encouraging people to, to clear out all those old outdated, unuseful messages from years of different weight loss programs and plans and other people's thoughts and views on what we should do. And what we're doing together is decluttering all these obstacles that are in the way energetically of us making progress. So the kind of things I'm talking about as well are old kind of weight loss record cards. I always joke and say, you know, everyone's got an ooby-doo drawer in their kitchen or in their hallway. And in the ooby-doo drawer are things like um, old batteries and bits of string and um, paper clips and leaky pens and things like that. And somewhere in the back of your ooby-doo drawer, I bet you've got seven or eight different weight loss or diet record cards bit curling at the ends, some of them with little gold stars on, little smiley faces, (laughs) you know the ones. Throw them away, of no use whatsoever. Get rid, they're just blocking up your energy. Things like unsubscribing from kind of dieting or weight loss, social media accounts or Facebook groups or apps and things like that. They just create noise, mental noise, energetic blocks. Kitchen cupboards, you know, go through your kitchen cupboards And throw out any foods that actually you don't even like and you only bought them because you think they're going to help you lose weight in some way. You know, all these horrible plasticky fake rices that have got zero carbs in them that taste absolutely disgusting. If you don't like them, get rid. And then there's the biggie, the real biggie. The real biggie is when I invite people to get rid of their scales or at least put them out of sight and reduce the number of weigh-ins they subject themselves to. Because this one is such an important one to consider. Why? Well, people let the scale tell them whether they're successful or not, whether or not they'll be able to lose weight, whether or not they should be worrying about what they're doing. You know, often they'll get on the scale and then reward eat over that number because they don't know how to reward themselves any other way 
or overeat, overeat because they don't know how to manage their uncomfortable feelings, maybe, about what, that, what data the scale has presented them with in any other way than with food. And, you know, so many of us have developed so much crooked thinking about what the scales say. You know, we think that if we're on a journey to reach our happy weight, then the number on the scale should be moving down every week. Some people believe that if they're not losing at least two pounds a week, then they're a failure. We just have so much misinformation about the data that the scale gives us. And it's not factual or science based at all. And then we beat ourselves up about it. You know, when I was a traditional diet consultant, I would have clients that would literally bound into my office full of the joy of spring, announcing they'd had a brilliant week, meaning generally and that they'd stuck to the diet. And then they'd get on the scale full of hope and it didn't give them the result they thought they deserved. And you could physically feel the energy change, physically feel the energy in that room drop. Their mood would go from happy and proud and upbeat to upset and frustrated and even angry in that one moment on the sad step. And, you know, I get it. The reason why they were so disappointed is because they thought they were supposed to lose every week if they were being good. And yes, if you could see me right now, you'd see me doing the obligatory little quotation marks then around being good. Do you know, our bodies don't even work that way. It's impossible to lose weight every single week, even if you do it all perfectly. And you're just beating yourself up and ripping your self-esteem to shreds based on kind of flawed messages and understanding about what you should be achieving on the scale, if that's what you do. So one of the things I invite, and it is just an invitation one of the big things about my Other Way program is that I offer tools, not rules. And I don't want any of my suggestions or the tools that I offer to become just another rule that people use to beat themselves up with. This is all voluntary stuff. It's all stuff that works, but it's voluntary stuff. Because at the end of the day, we need to do the things that make us happy. That's, that's what it's all about. And if something isn't making you happy, then change it up. So one of the things I invite people to do is to get rid of the scale. And I can I can literally see and hear the sheer horror in people's faces and voices when I do this. And, you know, there are people that just don't let themselves go, go cold turkey and throw the scale out altogether. And I get that. So there are ways. There are, there are things that we can do to really help ourselves out here. So much of the Other Way programme is about stepping into your new identity. What I mean by that is the identity of a person who, who eats really, really well, food is an enjoyable part of their life, and they eat in a way where they're able to live at their happy weight for good, whatever happy weight means to them. And remember, one of my big beliefs is the quality of our lives has a direct correlation to the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. I'll say that again. The quality of our lives has a direct correlation to the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. So the question I encourage people to ask themselves is, okay, if I'm going to continue to weigh myself, I'm not going to throw them out altogether. How can I do it in a way 
that someone who manages their eating and their weight really, really well does. Well, we don't get on and off the scale two or three times a day. I used to, boy, I used to. Now, honestly, probably about once a week or so. But when I was first going through this journey, this transformation, I'd got it down to about once every three or four weeks. I can do it once a week now without it affecting me negatively. You know, whatever the data is that it gives me. So how do you step on the scale and own it, whatever it says? Well, you train yourself. You decide consciously how to talk to yourself. And there are, I always say there are three points in time to be super vigilant here and super conscious about what you're thinking, what stories you're telling yourself. And number one is just before you step onto the scale. So as you prepare to step on the scale, number two is the moment the number appears. And number three is after you step off. So as you prepare to step on the scale, just catch your thoughts. You know, what are you thinking? Be really conscious and see if you can catch that thought. So what I try and say to myself are things like, this is a great opportunity for me to show myself some real love towards myself here. You know, it's data. It's not who I am. It's not how good a person I am. It's just data that I can use in the way I choose. So that's the first one. The second one is the moment you've stepped on and that number appears. Catch that thought, that automatic thought. Because so many other people have taught you what to think when you see that number. You know, people in the past like doctors and diet consultants like I used to do, um, maybe PTs, you know, there are a whole host of people that have taught you what to think about yourself when you see that number appear. And the only person who hasn't taught you what to think is the most important person, and that's you. You are the expert on you, so don't give your power away. And in the Other Way program, I teach you how to kind of unpick and unravel these automatic thoughts that sometimes come so quickly and replace them with a much more useful way of thinking, which ironically are more likely to give you the results that you're desperate to see anyway. You know, no one ever beat themselves up slim or hated themselves slim. And then the third time to be super vigilant is after you step off the scale. So for some people, that number will be with them the rest of the day, dictating what they think about themselves and what they do, and most importantly, how they feel. So it's super important to be able to have a a kind of real and balanced reaction to the number. And again, I'm not coming at this in a positives vibes only kind of way. I'm not suggesting that you should be elated if you've gained five pounds. You know, that's totally unrealistic. I know that. But you need to make sure that you listen and catch the thoughts and just check them out and make sure they're an appropriate response to the result you've got. You know, so many people when I was a diet consultant would be like totally devastated if they'd gained a pound and a bit like ambivalent if they'd let go of a pound. It's down to you. Train your brain to think in a way that people just getting on and living their lives at the happy weight think. That's the key. They don't waste huge parts of their lives worrying and being devastated about one small part of their lives. And I'll let you into a huge secret here. 
the more able you are to loosen the grip on your need to lose weight, the more you can kind of put this need for weight loss on the back burner, the quicker and easier it will happen for you anyway. And you know, this this is where diet culture is is kind of failing us. It's not our fault. The the diet industry, weight loss plans, they're not teaching us to think about things in a new way if we want to actually keep the weight off that we lose. And this is the it's the true missing key of most diets or weight loss plans. So most of them just tell you to cut the calories, cut out food groups, um, you know, stick within a certain number of points or calories or whatever. It's all about following their external rules, if you like, not how you want to feel and how you want to, to live. You know, they're not addressing any of that. And that's why sometimes we can let go of the weight just by sticking to the rules out of sheer willpower But then when we go back to our normal lives, we regain the weight again. You're not failing. It's 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 the it's the diet industry and the weight loss plans that are leading us into this. It's so, so important to focus on the most important part, how to think differently, how to think in a new way so that you feel differently, so that you do the things differently to get you the results you want. And that's what we do differently in the Other Way program. Traditional diets focus so much on just the physical aspects of who we are. You know, calories in versus calorie out. Just eat less and move more. What I believe, and I know to be true, that it's a gorgeous blend of the physical, the psychological and the emotional. And we have to focus on those three things. Yes, our physical bodies and food and how the food makes us feel. But we need to focus as well on our thoughts, our mindset, the psychological elements of our life and our emotions as well. We are emotional beings and we need to to recognise that those three things are in like a gorgeous dance with each other. And if we just focus on one or two of those things, then we're never going to truly get the results we want in an easy and flowy way. So that's why I do it differently in the Other Way programme. We kick off again, week commencing 14th of April 2023. So if you're listening to this episode the week or so that I record it, there's time for you to come join us for this round and I'll pop a note in the, I'll pop a link in the programme notes so that you can have a look at that. If you're listening sometime in the future, please check out my socials, my website, because they will tell you when the next round is coming up for you. And there are always ways we can connect and start doing differently in the meantime. So I'd love to know whether this episode has been useful. Let me know in all the usual ways, Facebook, Instagram, direct messages, you know the score. And until next time, love yourself lots. Lots.